Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. They love it on Nebula. They're wild about it on Torinus. Even on Motus, where they don't like anything at all, they eat it up. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. I got tremendous pleasure from watching Dexter over the years. I don't know why you want to knock it. Jeff Lutz. I killed a guy in his sleep last night. What is he, Bob Huggins? The only thing you offer this show... I hated the voices. Your 19 impersonations that sound the same. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Strap yourself in and feel. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It is a Wednesday edition of the Bob and Jeff Show here on KFH Radio. I'm Bob Lutz. Jeff Lutz co-hosting Max Power, our producer and engineer, 869-1240. The IHOP hotline will tell you a little bit later in the show what they got going on at IHOP, especially for veterans, uh, coming up on Veterans Day next week. Actually, not is it next Monday? It's Saturday. Saturday? Yeah. The 11th. That's right. That's when Veterans Day yeah. is. Seems like it should be on a Monday. It's not one of those holidays. It's not one of those Labor Day, Memorial Day, always on a Monday holidays. It has its own day, 11-11. Well, they got red, white, and blue pancakes for veterans coming up on Veterans Day. I wonder veterans what that's day. like. At uh, at the, at IHOP, uh, be good stuff. Is that like raspberries, white chocolate chips, and blueberries or something? No, no, don't know what it is. Haven't delved into it. Well, I'm gonna find out. Uh, maybe you can go. And, uh, I'm not a veteran, so I don't know. Um, so we have a new mayor, a mayor elect, who dropped by her former uh, employer, KWCH, this morning. Uh, saw the interview. Uh, was she was she toasted? I don't know what that means. I mean, did did somebody provide a toast for the new mayor? Uh, not in our newsroom. I didn't mean was she inebriated. I didn't know if, what, if well, that's what. I mean, what come on, play along. I don't know if she was toasted. Why would she be toasted? I'm hey, sure. Here, let's lift a glass to Lily Wu. I'm the sure new, last night she was. But I was mayor of of Wichita. I wasn't there. You uh, got a hug. You told me from Lily Wu. Did she hug everybody? Uh, no. Huh. She only hugged me. She only talked to me and the news director. But, you know, in the morning, it's pretty pretty sparse in there. Not a whole lot of people. But I did receive and earn a hug from our new mayor-elect. Now, you don't vote, obviously, for Wichita mayor now, where you live. Correct. Uh, 
you vote for the mayor of Andale, right? I don't know. Did you not vote yesterday? I didn't vote yesterday. I think we what? We only had like one thing on. It was some kind of Garden Plain thing. I don't think I vote Andale. I think I vote Garden Plain. And there's nothing for Andale that well, I you're know in the gar- of. Andale Garden Plain School District. Right. Renwick. Um, interesting. So I don't think there was anything that I needed to vote on. Nothing that really would have You ever run over me. to Garden Plain for dinner? Or do no, they have a. Not really. Kind of like being in that Tri Cities area of Cheney, Garden Plain, and Andale. Well, don't forget Colwood. Yeah. You're kind of in that area, too. Colwood, St. Mark's. There's a lot of them. Mount Hope. Not too far away. Mount Hope, that was fun. They had a sales tax thing. I wonder if that would have been on my ballot. I doubt it. No, it wouldn't have been. But they had like I can a. tell you no. They had a turnout of like 11. Who lives in Mount Hope? People live in Mount Hope. And uh, they're happy to be there. Um, anyway, congratulations to every victor. And uh, those of you who didn't victor, uh, give it a shot next time. You never know. You never know. Uh I'm never going to run for political office. Well, appears. I wouldn't think so at this stage of the game. That'd yep. be kind of sad, wouldn't it? I don't know. I don't know if it'd be sad. Yeah, You're just a little too old. Yeah, I'm too old for To anything. get into the game for the first time. I'm you too old for a lot of things. You don't see a lot of 70-year-old first-time politicians. No, you really don't. Except, I guess except uh, our former president. I was due to yesterday. I listened uh, while I was driving, and he just seemed, you know, to be, okay. you know, you don't really... You don't really bring out the best in Duda. Well, you don't either. I don't even know what the best in Duda is. I bring out the absolute no, best. No, you don't. This is a love fest, and he goes along. You heard us talking, I'm no, sure. No, I didn't hear at that. At the beginning of, of the show? No, I didn't hear that. Oh, good. What, what was said? I just made fun of you a little bit. Made fun of me? Yeah. For, I said if, if the Cubs, you had them at uh, Bellinger, <coughs> Otani, and Nola which the athletic says would cost them $860 million. I said, if uh, I will bow to you if the Cubs spend $750 million or well, more. Well, I was exaggerating. A little, but my, but my point was that the Cubs didn't go get Craig Council uh, without following that up. Now, are they going to be in the Otani sweepstakes? I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, but if they, they don't seems get, like they are. They're not going to get Otani and Bellinger. Uh, they'll get one of the two, and then perhaps NOLA. Uh, and then you've got a real serious issue in the National League Central. Well, it's gonna I be would a- not be shocked if they signed two of those three. Otani, Bellinger, and NOLA would make perfect sense, right? Sure. Otani and NOLA? Although that's how much of an upgrade is that? Because they already had Bellinger. And they're losing Stroman. Nola's better than Stroman, but, but but not by a huge amount. Well, they got a young, good farm system. They've got several young players on the cusp. We've seen how that works. Uh, we've seen young players come up and and make an immediate impact. True, I'm and they have a bunch. I'm hoping that happens in St. Louis with a youngster by the name of Victor Scott II. Oh, you're enamored. I am. I've been enamored since I saw him play. And everything seems to be falling into place. I've read numerous accounts uh, where those who pay close attention to the Arizona Fall League say he's far and away the best prospect. More than Um, Chase DeLotter? Yes. That's unfortunate. Well, this guy has all the tools. 
got so you Except got maybe the power tool, but uh, that can that can develop. But he's an exciting player. You know that. You saw him. I've seen him a bunch. He's I do like him. Of course, who wouldn't? He's one of the be- fastest runners in the game. Makes good contact. Seems to have a very good baseball IQ. Uh, defensively superior. What's well, not to like? I loved the Texas League this year. I'm not trying to get off Victor Scott, but he was just one well, of don't get off Victor. one of a few. Seattle had a guy uh, in Double A. Obviously, Evan Carter was in Double A, and I believe he was playing center field when he was here in Wichita just in August, which is crazy. Skip Triple A and then goes to the World Series and wins it and is productive. Good players. Yeah, that's my point. Young players can make immediate impact. Jonathan Classe, the player for uh, Arkansas in Seattle system. He's Question. good. Is my voice ever going to come back? Well, you're struggling. All the way. Is it going to come back all the way? Are you still straining a little bit? I did a lot of talking earlier this afternoon, um, and I'm paying the price for that right now. I guess so. Do you have an event? Do you have a function? You don't need to worry about that. I'm not worried. I'm just curious. You don't even need to be curious. Um, you tell, you, tell me all the time I need to be more curious, and then when I am. Not about me. Okay, good. Be curious about everything else in the so world. I'm off the hook as it come, when it comes yeah, to. Yeah, you don't ever need to ask another question. Sweet. That's awesome. You, 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 are you telling me right now you're never going to inquire? You told me it's good. I mean, if we have an understanding here, I don't know why I wouldn't go along with it. Well, you might inquire about how I'm doing from time to time. But don't worry about my functions and, uh, you know, where I where I have lunch and who I have lunch with and those kinds of things. Okay. Even if it's really, really interesting. Yeah, probably not. Which today was, but I, I, I don't want to really get into it. Okay. That's your, that's your decision. We haven't talked. Did you guys talk about the Shockers? Yeah, I watched half of their game. I, I, I chose them over the Pacers, which I'm not sure I'll ever do again. Because the Pacers went and put up 152 on Monday. Jeff, the and Pacers are not at all interesting. And you've got to stop texting Duda and I <laughs> about the Pacers. I can tell you with complete, uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? Certainty? Yes. We don't care. Okay. And the fact that the Pacers score 152 against who? The Spurs. Who are nowhere near any good. Well, they've beaten Phoenix twice. It just doesn't matter. Okay, well, I'll stop texting you Thank guys you. Then. Because, it, honestly, it's not interesting. So I would hope you'd watch the Shockers over the Pacers. Uh, they were, as I've said, and I'll continue to say, it feels like this is the new beginning of Shocker Basketball. It does. feels like they've got a guy in Paul Mills who's an excellent coach and is going to get the most out of his players, out of his roster. How good that roster is, still to be determined. But I feel confident saying that this coach will get the most out of this roster, whereas in the previous few years, that wasn't the case. Not even close, unfortunately, and you hate saying that, but it it is no denying that it did look completely different. On Monday, the the style of play was different. Shot selection was different. Uh, you know, guys were looked more confident out there than they had uh, in the previous years, and just a, a lot of change. Colby Rogers had an excellent first half. 
I continue to be pretty bullish on Quincy Ballard just because his, he's big and athletic. Well, he's done it for the – I mean, he did it overseas on their trip. He did it in the exhibition game, and now he's done it in the first real game, so no reason to really Kenny doubt Koto him. coming into his own. They don't have a tremendous amount of depth. I think Xavier Bell's a different-looking player, much more confident, much more sure of what he's trying to do. Um, as first games go, uh, you have to give them a very high grade, and it has to light some enthusiasm amongst the Shocker fan base. So they get it going again tomorrow night against a better team in Western Kentucky. Yes, uh, you know out that they're Coke better? Arena. Yeah, I do know that. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't. So well, I do. I, you know what? I look at this stuff. Okay, then I believe you. But I, but sometimes you know you just pop off, and oh, I never pop off. Oh, it's Western Kentucky. We've seen them have success. They're kind of a name program a little bit, so they must be better. But are they? Yeah, they okay. are. And uh, I'm I'm very confident saying that. Then, so I, and I'm confident too. Well, I don't know why you question me. Because that, I don't know. That's why. That that doesn't seem like uh, that's something you are qualified to do is to question me. Well, I don't know. Now we're both looking up. Western Kentucky, uh, 1-0. They started their season with a 90-64 to win over a very good Kentucky Westland team. Uh, Western Kentucky, 171 in the Kim Palm, uh, Lipscomb, 209. So, yeah, better marginally. Well, that's what I said. A better team. I guess. Well, you you just cited two sources. Is there a huge difference between 171 and 209 in the Kin Palm? I believe so. Uh, I do believe so. Okay. Western Kentucky's had recent success. They were okay last year. Uh, but we'll see. Where are they picked this year? You act like I know that. I don't even know what conference they're in. Well, they're, they're, listen. They're in Conference USA. Right. You could make the case. Uh, well, you, you shouldn't make the case. Uh, but Western Kentucky Conference USA uh, is where the American went to pilfer a lot of teams. Western Kentucky picked third. So that must be a just a horrendous conference. They actually got two first-place votes. Uh, and they have a player, Dante Allen, a senior, Who's on and, and Brandon Newman, two guys on the all-conference preseason team, which appears Name, to have. Uh, well, you got it called up now. Put your phone away. Name okay. teams and no, no. Put your phone away. Name teams in Conference USA, and you go until you. You just looked at. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Lipscomb. Uh, Liberty was in there. Liberty is not in Conference USA. The uh, schools that are in Conference USA. Jacksonville State, Liberty, I just said Liberty, Middle Tennessee, Sam Houston, UTEP, Western Kentucky, Florida International, Louisiana Tech, and New Mexico State. That league's all over the place. I don't get that league. Well, they had to scramble because kind of a Southern League, which uh, the American took a bunch of their schools. That's correct, and then they took schools from somewhere else and. So on and so forth. 
right on down the line. Name a th- name three teams in the Horizon League. The Horizon League. Is Evansville still in the Horizon? No, uh, they're in the Missouri Valley Conference. I'm going to say the Horizon has Ball – no, Ball State's in the MAC. Um, oh, this is awful. The Horizon. Eastern Kentucky? That is not correct. Gosh, darn it. Give me one, and I'll try to name another. Youngstown State. So – Miami of Ohio? No, they're in the MAC too. You, yeah. <laughs> what? You, you couldn't sound more. Uh, how about? How about Milwaukee? That's a good how one. How about Detroit Mercy? Yeah. Northern Kentucky. Yeah, Oakland, that was close. Wright State. Robert Morris. Uh, I'll give you one more chance, but this is not. I could your have done this twenty years ago. This I would have been not your unstoppable. deal. Uh, all right. Give me schools in the Ohio Valley Conference. <laughs> uh, oh, man, what's that team's name? The Falcons. The Falcons? There's not a Falcons. Bowling Green? There are three Eagles in this Bowling one. Green's not in there? No, of course not. What league are we talking about? The Ohio Valley. The Ohio Little Valley. Little Rock, Tennessee State, Ohio. UT Martin, Eastern Illinois, Lindenwood, Moorhead State, SIU Edwardsville, Southeast Missouri State, Southern Indiana, Tennessee Tech, and Western Illinois. Are any of those that schools is actually in the Ohio I Valley? I haven't really checked conferences in a while. These things are so jumbled now. Yeah, I don't get that. It's, it's interesting to me. Isn't the Ohio Valley like Kentucky and Ohio and West Virginia? Quit trying to t- talk your way out of... Just an well, awful oh, segment. Who's in, who's in the Ohio Valley? Uh, Cal State Fullerton. Right, like, what in here, the world are we doing? Here's an easy one. You want an easy one? Sure. Give me teams in the Southern Conference. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Southern Conference, Tennessee Tech. No. Really? Tennessee Chattanooga? Chattanooga, not Tennessee Chattanooga. Whatever Just they're called. It's the same East thing. East Tennessee. Furman. Oh, that's who I meant. Western Carolina, Wofford, Mercer, Samford, the Citadel, UNC Greensboro, and VMI. I just absolutely love stuff like this. Why haven't I looked at conferences in a while? You probably have. You just didn't commit it to memory. They're all over them. They've changed so much. Uh, I'll give you one more. This is tremendous radio. If you're playing along at home, the All right. Summit League. The Summit League. Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts is correct. Uh, Oral Roberts is in that league. I want to say uh, <laughs> Kansas City, North Dakota State, Omaha, South Dakota, Denver, North Dakota, South Dakota State. And St. Thomas of Minnesota. Really? Is ne- in the Summit League. Never heard of them. Unreal. All right, we got a good show today at 245. Jeremiah Meeks. He sounds like he uh, should live in the mountains. Maybe he does. Jeremiah well, Meeks, the head football coach at Wellington. No mountains in Wellington that I'm aware of. He will join us. Wellington's had a nice season. Uh, he's kind of rebuilt that football program kind of quietly. That's a two-loss Wellington team. They have 
They have a test, Wamigo, coming up Friday night in the Class 4A football playoffs. And uh, later today at 325, our friend Mike Furches will join us to talk pop culture. Uh, that's what's on tap on today's show. We'll take a break, come back, and further the, the discussion on a Wednesday edition, the Bob and Jeff Show, KFH. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Forty KFH. See, the Eagles put out some new dates. Yes. They will be in Tulsa. They will be in St. Louis. They will be in... Omaha. Omaha. Surrounding us, not coming to us yet. Well, unless you see Kansas City on that list and not Wichita, then there's probably not reason yet to worry. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm encouraged by the I'm possibility... Not, I'm not encouraged. ...that they'll be coming to Wichita, but it's not still out of the question. I'm not encouraged, nor am I 100% sure I'm going to go. Really? You're just out now? I feel like there's very little to entice me. I, I, I don't know. I, I know I'd have a good time, but yeah. I'd be thinking about what could I have spent this money on that would have been a better time. I'm so wrapped up. I just what do you think my pen? What do you think would it. be a better time? What are the good times that could be had for let's say two hundred and fifty dollars that would entice you? I wouldn't go the two fifty route. That's uh, no. Uh, you might have. Uh, no, not necessarily. I got. I've gotten good tickets for about two hundred. Well, if you can buy, if you can find me good tickets for two hundred, I'd probably do it. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'm looking forward to getting new lighting in my office Friday. Well, that's going to be beautiful. I went out and spent money on that yesterday. Is I that, can't wait. That's going to be installed, you said, tomorrow? Friday. Friday. So are you on the show Friday? I am. It'll be done in the morning, as I uh, very much look forward to that. Yes, you got to admit, the old man did, not, did, did a decent job with this office. Well, yeah, you got rid of do. everything. Not everything. Basically. Not Where everything. is all your cardinal stuff? Do you yeah, take it to the office? It's around here somewhere. Okay. What do you mean? Most of it's up there. You had other jerseys and stuff. Yeah, that's all framed in my office. Okay. At uh, at League 42. Uh, I still got 
you know, there's still some stuff. But uh, the goal was what? To get rid of some things. Eliminate clutter, I think is what your exact word is. And what did we do? We eliminated clutter. Quite a bit. Now it's a streamlined operation down here, and the goal now is to not build clutter. Well, you know, it's so already. we don't end up in the same spot. A lot of paper is still around here. Well, yeah, that's all League 42 I get stuff. it, but most of that stuff was kind of League 42 stuff, too. Not saying it'll be clutter. You don't have anywhere to put clutter. So you had tables and other stuff down here that aren't down here anymore. I believe you'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, it's all good. 869-1240 is the phone number. It's, uh, last night was weird. There was nothing on sports-wise until you got to uh, until you got to Baylor and uh, who'd they play? Auburn. Auburn on ESPN. Watched a little bit of that. Uh, but it was a weird night. You had some Big East games. Uh, Creighton played. They romped. Uh, but there was nothing else. It was like election night, and there was very little sports. And uh, I was, I was, it, I was discombobulated. We were looking at this yesterday. There's not that many good games until Tuesday when you have the Champions Classic with KU against Kentucky, Michigan State against Duke. We were also talking yesterday about that's an event every year. It's the same four teams. Should they reevaluate the Champions Classic, or should it just be those four teams in perpetuity? Well, when you say reevaluate, what are you talking about? Are you talking about wholesale changes? No, KU is going to be in it. I would say even Duke is going to be in it every year. But Michigan State, Kentucky, they feel superfluous. Is that a good word? Uh, not really for that context. But I think you could swap in some teams for Kentucky and Michigan State. Kentucky's a absolute blue blood in this country. Yeah, but they haven't they've underachieved over the last few years. Michigan State, we talked about it yesterday. I'll keep bringing that up, I guess. Tired of them? Tired of Michigan State? Well, uh, Tom Thurber doesn't appreciate that. They lost to James Madison. Uh they've been to one title game and that was 23 years ago under well, Tom, under Izzo, Tom Izzo. Under Tom Izzo. Uh, and they've I'm, been to eight Final Four. Well, don't give me Champions Classic. You're not uh, champions. You get to a Final Four and that many. I mean, you're 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 a elite college basketball program, and that's what Michigan State is. Whether you like them or not, they're an elite college basketball program based on their history. You don't just go and win national titles. KU's won. Two, right? Since nineteen, we had a huge conversation about this yesterday. It's not easy to do. I ended up taking UConn, Duke, and Kansas against the field for the national championship against Duda. I get four to one odds for twenty bucks, or might be three to one. But uh, that's our bet. There's no other teams that are going to win it besides those three. You can wow. go through. You can say teams that are good, that are ranked high, but they, they never win, and they're never going to win. Well, I don't know about Purdue that. Purdue never wins, right? Arizona hasn't won for 26 years. Uh, all these schools that you think of as blue bloods, but they never win. I'd keep an eye on, uh, on Marquette. Marquette's not going to win. Well, I don't know. They might win. It would be nice if they did. 
I mean, you're taking the one, the numbers one, two, and six teams. Uh, Kansas looks like a very good bet. Uh, Duke's always good, uh, but Duke hasn't hasn't spent a lot of time cutting down the net. No, at the national championship but I just, game I either. Couldn't, I couldn't so rule Duda them out. will win that bet. I couldn't eliminate Duke for whatever reason. They stayed in it. I I went through a lot of teams and eliminated them. Just because they never win it, I think uh, I think you better keep an eye on Tennessee. They, never, never. I won. think you better keep an eye on. Well, I don't care. Never. Well, that means something to me. If you've never won it, I'm not going to pick you to win it. There's a, there's always a first time, and if you go out early a lot, or if you underachieve, or if you fall short every year, same. I Houston, Houston's probably awesome, but they're not going to win it. Well, I don't know that they won't win it. I don't think you can say that. Just because you think you stumbled on some formula. It's not really a formula. Why are you going to win it? Because they've won it. Twice in 35 years. But they're a one or two or a three seed every year. They never miss the tournament. They never have a down year. They're going to win it because they put themselves in position to win it every year. Listen. You may turn out to be right, but it's just a, it's just a guess. That's all you're doing. It's no, kind there's of a nothing guess, behind but it's, it. But it's kind of I'm looking and at history. Yet, if you're right, it's nothing. There's nothing to be impressed. Gonzaga about. never won. Not gonna win. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm looking forward to the college basketball season. You want to take the fun out of everything. I'm not trying to take you know the fun out. You know who's not gonna it. win? The Pacers. No, they're not. They're not going to win. You know the, who's never going to win? The Pacers. They won't win the NCAA They won't win the N- NBA title. Ever? No, never. They never have. They, ne- they never will. Did they win the ABA title a couple times? They did, but that doesn't matter. They've never won an NBA title. Uh, they've never been a – well, Reggie Miller had them as a – they were interesting. They were. They made deep playoffs. They made runs. the finals a couple times. Uh, but, they, 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 listen, you, you picked a team that you're, you're going to be so sorry you picked them. By the middle of December? No, I hope not. It, we won't be getting any texts, let me tell you that. They are leading the league in scoring. Well, so what? Just Against saying. bad teams. Well, it is what it is. I'm, just, mean, I'm just giving you stats. They lead the league in assists. So this is a team that shoots a lot of threes, moves the ball, puts the ball in the basket, and we'll see. I mean, they've won a couple in a row against they beat Cleveland and and uh, or they beat the Spurs. They have uh, they have the uh, Jazz tonight. Uh, tonight, are you gonna watch that game? Of course. <laughs> Why? Because I it's fun. Then they have Milwaukee a couple games against Philadelphia. Uh, they'll lose all those. Yeah. Too, uh, too bad. They might beat Philly. Who is their? Because uh, you gotta watch these clowns. Who's their play-by-play guy? I don't know his name. Nick something. He's terrible. Yeah, I don't pay attention. Right? Quinn Buckner's not that good as their analyst. It just is what it is. And you got to sit down and it's actually. It's not like he's bad. But this is just all pride. I've, to- I've told everybody I'm on the Pacers, and by God, I'm going to watch them, and I'll text my dad and Jason Duda, even though they couldn't care less. They literally could not care less. That's why I'm about telling this you. team, and you're going to continue to pester us. You're pestering me right now. 
for no reason. Well, I, I just don't get it. Well, just, I don't know. I don't really get it either. I can't hang with an NBA game right now. I right. try. You can't hang with the games they put on TV because it's all about star power and, you know, it's not wholesome. It's not family entertainment. It's all the drama. You go to a team like the Pacers, no drama. Is your wife into it? She watched the uh, end of the Hornets game with me. <laughs> and was very frustrated. That is true devotion. Very frustrated with how that turned really? out. Yeah, she didn't like it. Tyrese Halliburton blew it. Well, there you go. I can't imagine uh, paying tremendously close attention. Uh, college football playoff rankings, which don't matter and will never matter. And there's nothing less What's the? There's nothing that lives up to the hype less than the college football playoff. Remember, folks, when it arrives, one of the one of the semifinals, usually late December. Give, give me a break on that. Uh, tell me when they are. Probably New Year's Eve, usually, right? Yeah, something something around there. I'm trying to find it. Uh, yeah, they're the uh, the semifinals are Monday, January first. Uh, at 4 and 7.45 p.m. Central, I'm sorry, Eastern Time. M remember now, when we get there, those games are going to seem like uh, nothing. And then when we get to the Monday night national championship game, we're all going to watch it begrudgingly. Why do you say that? Because that's how it is every year. Okay, but why? It just doesn't interest me. If they had a larger playoff field, which thankfully we're going to get, then it would have much more meaning. This doesn't even – do I care? Man, that's weird to say, right? Because we always used to think that a smaller playoff field meant the season and everything else mattered a little bit more. You think the meaning is attached if more teams – I think the regular season matters. Uh, but then the, uh, the culmination is uh, always a disappointment. I can't tell you how uh, unexcited I am to see Ohio State play Florida State and Georgia to play Michigan. I can't. I can't even put it into words. But those are the those are your marquee games. I can't even tell you. Okay, give me what four now, teams. If I were going to see Ohio State, uh, if I was going to see Ohio State play Louisville. Uh, I'd destroy I'd, Louisville. I'd probably get into that. They'd ha they'd absolutely demolish. If Louisville. I was going to see Georgia play Oregon State, <laughs> yeah, give me that what? game. Eighty-three wanna, to twenty-six. I want to build up. I know there's going to be upsets along the way. I like the process of a larger playoff. There wouldn't be a whole lot of upsets in college football. I believe there would. Would you not adore? Now you'd get your your first four seeds would get buys with a twelve team playoff. So you'd have number five Washington taking on number twelve Oregon State in a Pac twelve Yawn. rematch. Mm, no thanks. You'd have number six Oregon facing Louisville. Yawn. You'd have number seven Texas going against Penn State. Okay. And you'd have number eight Alabama in a rematch. Against Ole Miss. Are we going to get Alabama in the college football playoff? Are they going to worm their way into it? Well, they got a chance. One loss to only Texas. They don't. They uh, they got a chance. 
They have Kentucky, Chattanooga, and Auburn left. They won't lose those games. And then, uh, and then they'd play Georgia for the SEC title. And they could win that game. They certainly could. So, yeah. Something to keep an not, eye on. They're not, they're not dead in the water by any stretch of the imagination. It seems like they're just lurking, and they have been all year. And it's cool to see KU, even though 16 doesn't really mean a whole lot, it means a lot to Kansas. Can KU – what has to happen for them to – play in the Big 12 champ. It's going to be Oklahoma State, Texas right now, right? Well, right now, that's how it looks. So one of those teams has to lose a game or two. Well, yeah, and that could very easily happen. I mean, Oklahoma State is not – I mean, they're 5-1, and one and uh, they have three winnable games. They've got Central Florida, Houston, and BYU. They're in. They're Should eight. Be. They're eight and one. Now, how do you feel about Mike Gundy? Well, we know he'll lose, and then they'll go to the Holiday Bowl, and it'll be great. I I've been impressed with him this it year. It has been a little different this year because of the way they started. We had Barry Trammell on the show uh, in the first couple of the weeks of the season. He said they stink. Yeah, he did say that, and they've proven that they don't stink. Kansas, meanwhile, has Texas Tech, uh, K State. And then a road game against Cincinnati. So they conceivably could uh, also go 3-0. and But it's Oklahoma State and Texas, most likely. We're joined by Jeremiah Meeks. He's the head football coach at Wellington. Wellington uh, got a winning streak going. They've won seven games in a row. They're 9-2. and two, I'm sorry, 8-2 and two now overall. Coach Meeks, welcome to the Bob and Jeff Show. Thank you. How are you guys? We're doing well. So you're in your second year. You took over a program that had, uh, frankly, uh, not been as strong. Wellington football uh, has a great history and tradition. And here you are in your second year. You've got your team uh, deep into the 4A playoffs. Uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about your background and why this Wellington job had appeal to you. Um, I, yeah, I came down here from, I was at Mound Ridge for the, for the previous six years. And then I coached at Mac college four years before that. Um, and I coached a small eight man school out West before that. Um, the appeal was the fact that, you know, the history and, um, I had some friends that lived in the community down here and they really liked the community. And, um, I knew they had some, you know, they had some history, um, had some good athletes coming up and, I was excited to get up into the 4A ranks, and I'm glad I made the move. It's been a good move. So I'm on Twitter a lot on Friday nights and following scores, and your scores come up uh, pretty often because they get updated really often. And you're always in these really close, hard-fought games. They're often, you know, back and forth. Uh, How do you keep pulling those games out, and how stressful, if at all, is it playing in those games? Uh, the, the, the credit goes to the kids. I mean, they've got confidence that they're going to win those games. Um, it seems like every week we need somebody to make a play and somebody does. Obviously I would like some of them to not be as close because it does get a little stressful having to make, you know, big calls at the end and know that like, we've got to get this and, you know, we've got to get a touchdown here. We've got to get a stop here. But like I said, all the credit goes to the kids that do a great job. Um, they have confidence in what they're doing. They have confidence in the system and we've been getting some wins. Jeremiah Meeks, our guest, head football coach at Wellington. They have a road test 
to put it mildly, at Wamigo coming up on Friday night. So it looks like, Coach Meeks, that uh, you guys score very well. Uh, take us behind the scenes of your offense. I know you have a very skilled and talented quarterback. Yeah, we have a really good quarterback. Um, Dusty does a great job for us. Um, you know, he started the first three games last year and got hurt um, and then missed the rest of the year. So he's essentially his first full year. But, you know, he's done a really good job for us. He gets the ball out quick. Um, I think he's thrown for a little under 2,500 yards this year and 25, 26 touchdowns. Um, and then he has some really skilled wide receivers to throw to. Um, Carter Burnett's probably – he's a D1 kid at receiver. Um, Skyler Brandon's he's going to play some college football somewhere. He's a really good wide receiver. Uh, we got a senior, um, Maddox Black, that does a really good job for us. And then we got a really, really good offensive line. Um, it gives us time, protects for us. We got a good running back, Nick Eifer, and then we have a really, really good tight end. We have a D1 tight end that does a good job, Brody. Yeah, you mentioned uh, your quarterback, uh, Dusty Bannister. Uh, tell us a little bit more about him and what he brings to the table and, and the type of leader he is. Because, you, like you uh, said, you're in a lot of close games. I'm sure he helps in those scenarios. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he gets the kids rallied. Um, the kids have confidence in him. They know he's going to get them where they need to be. Um, he's a great leader. He's more of a kind of a lead-by-example kid, but he's becoming more of a vocal leader as he matures. Um, he's got a big arm. His decision-making is kind of what sets him apart. He gets the ball super quick in our RPO stuff and our quick passing game, and he's kind of got – he's kind of that new-age quarterback that's got all the arm angles. You know, he can throw it from the side. He can throw it from the top. It kind of drives you crazy at times, but it's one of those that he gets the ball out where it's supposed to be and does a hell of a job. Jeremiah Meeks with us from Wellington. The Crusaders, 8-2 and two going into their game Friday night at Wamigo. So uh, you open the season at Andale. Why? Why'd you do that? No, I'm kidding. Uh, they put up, <laughs> they put up 75, and I know you guys were eager to get going and probably felt good about your team. But that's obviously a program that's been uh, outstanding for a long time. What was uh, the next uh, day and and that next week like as you prepared for Clearwater? Oh, it was. I mean, yeah, you you don't want to lose. Um, and you don't want to lose the way we lost. Um, but, you know, like you said, the kids knew it was going to be a tough one. Um, to be quite honest, we were inside the red zone five more times that game and turned it over. Otherwise, that's a lot closer game than what it is. I mean, we had 400 yards offense on them. So, if we, I mean, we fumbled it twice on the two-yard line going in and then inside the 10 had another fumble and then a turnover on downs and then an interception going into the 10 or – like I said, that's a lot closer game than the score showed. So the kids knew we could score. Um, we had some kids playing in some spots on defense that hadn't played a lot of football because they were, you know, new starters. So, you know, getting thrown into that meat grinder week one is tough. We knew we'd settle in, get a lot better defensively, and we have, and we knew we'd even get better offensively than we have. I'm always curious about uh, bus rides for, for trips like this, that obviously it's an important game. I'd be lying if I said I knew where Wamigo is. Bob probably does. Um, <laughs> it's it's a west of, what's it's that east like? of Manhattan. Okay, that works. So what, what is that like, uh, taking bus rides like that? And what has your overall kind of preparation been like for Wamigo this week? Well, we uh, it's a three-hour. It's going to be a little over three hours for us here, so it's a heck of a bus ride. Um, the school and the parents are gracious enough. They've got us a couple charter buses. 
so it's a little more comfortable for the kids. Um, we're going to leave a little bit earlier so we can walk through. Um, Emporia State's letting us walk through at their, at, at their college field. So we'll break up the trip there and get a walk through halfway through. Um, and then otherwise, preparation, we've just been preparing like we have every other week. Um, we've used the ones a little bit more, you know, going ones versus ones because they're, they're big and physical. So we needed to get a good look on both sides of the ball there. So we've kind of been using our starters for scout team this week, which we haven't done in about the last six weeks. But we needed to be ready for the size and the speed that they're going to throw at us. Talking uh, with Jeremiah Meeks from Wellington, their head football coach. Uh, as I told Jeff, my wife, wife works in the Wellington community. I really have grown to really like that uh, that town and the, the town's people. And I got to believe, Jeremiah, that you're pretty popular there because they've been itching for good football for quite some time. So it's got to feel good personally uh, to get that football program back on track. Are you optimistic that it can stay that way for a while? Yeah, I am. I'm, I mean, winning – cures a lot of things you know and we you know we grew the program this year we had about 20 more kids out than we had last year i'm hoping it gets bigger next year and if we can keep winning you know that gets kids out um that gets kids interested in the game and um, we got some good junior high classes coming up and so you just got to keep pumping the youth programs and the, the junior high programs and you know just keep getting kids out and keeping them out and getting them stronger in the weight room and you know, just keep building the program but yes i'm very optimistic we can keep this rolling in the right direction my theory is that uh, this season uh, was kind of turned around. Now, I won't say turned around because you were three and two at the time. But when you went to McPherson and won, and then the next week you went to Tawanda and beat Circle, uh, winning back-to-back games on the road against good football teams, I would guess you look back at those two weeks and say, yeah, that made a difference. That was a difference maker for our season, right? Yeah, that that McPherson win was huge. Um, when we talked about that, that was a that was kind of a. I told those kids, I said, for you guys in this program with with the four years, I told the seniors with the four years years you've been in it, that was a programming defining win for those guys. Um, they needed that, um, and it that kind of got us on a roll. And then you know, going in the circle and winning that one was another huge step. Uh, it was big. I mean, last year McPherson beat us on a last second field goal. You know, so they the kids wanted they were hungry for that win and you know to get that. So it was big for us. So, so coach, I want to go back to the bus ride because I don't think I asked the question the way I really meant. Apparently, it. he wants he's really got a hankering to ride it's, on a bus. It's a long time. So do you want <laughs> Can he go with you Friday? Do you want him to sleep? Do you want him to joke around? Do you want him to sit there stoic and and be focused? Like, what do you expect you know, when your team is on on the road that long? You know, I've done this long enough and. You know, for my playing days and watching people, every kid has a way of getting ready. Um, I put the JV on another bus because, you know, they're, you know, most of them are going to be a little locked in, but they're not going to be super locked in. So they can be on another bus and kind of do what they do. But, you know, you got kids that are going to be a little bit goofy. You got kids that are going to talk a little bit more. You got kids that aren't going to say a word. So however they're getting ready in their own mind, that's just kind of how they do it. Most well, of them I'm glad to we finally got the. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we uh, finally got to talk to you. I've been curious about your football team for a while now. It'll be a big test coming up Friday night at Wamego, but you've had some big tests already. We wish you the best of luck. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right, Jeremiah Meeks, the head football coach at Wellington High School.
uh, I can't. Every time I think of Wellington football, I go back to Big Mac O'Dell, their coach, way I'm more back of a, in the day. I'm more of a Lynn Hibbs guy. Well, Lynn Hibbs was wonderful. Love Lynn Hibbs. Yeah. But I go back to the Mac O'Dell days. I don't. I don't go back to the That's Mac. That's uh, old Wellingtonians. Cer- certainly sounds like uh, someone you just made up. One of the most colorful coaches I've ever been around, and to thank uh, one of the other most colorful coaches I've ever been around, John Dawkins was also a former head football coach at Wellington. He comes so up a lot. Did he just stuff. coach everywhere? John Dawkins is a legend. Oh, not a true legend. Not debating that. There's no, but it just you seems like football oh, coach Cimarron. Oh, I remember when John no, Dawkins coached there, and uh, sound like a fool. John Dawkins, fool, fool <laughs> alert, Max. Loved when, fool alert. Loved when he was at Elkhart. Fool alert. We ought to have that. Okay, and Maybe. I'll just leave it up to Max when to play it. Just saying, John Dawkins. Fool alert. It seems fool like alert. you've got him at 180 schools in Kansas. Fool alert. Over the course of time. We will come back with a second hour full of fool alerts. Yeah, we're, we're instituting that. Cool. Here on the Bob and Jeff Show. Mike Furches, our friend, joins us at 325. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on the new uh, Priscilla Presley movie. No. Who, what, isn't there a new Elvis movie? It's Priscilla, okay. yes. He didn't like it. He thought it's, uh, he doesn't like Elvis as much now. I saw that. We'll get his thoughts on that as part of his segment. Stay with us, Bob and Jeff on KFH. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 